Welcome back to our travel podcast for travel's sake. Today we're recording our final episode of the season. But <laughs> don't worry, we will continue with our second season in Southeast Asia. So today we want to give you um, a few recommendations and tips regarding backpacking India. And also we have a special guest for you. So stay tuned. So first of all, I want to say that I thought uh, India was quite a good backpacking country. And I was a bit surprised by that. How did you feel about it? Yeah, um, I was surprised as well. Because everyone uh, said to us, like, why are you going to India? And why are you backpacking there? Especially it's mainly for holidays or vacation, maybe to stay at one place, but not to travel. But we experience it's really easy to get around. Yeah, the transportation is quite good. Like, it's there are a lot of train and bus connections to all the big tourist places i would say like we didn't try to go far off track and like into the countryside because like also safety reasons and just logistical reasons i think so when we went to india when we planned our trip to india people told us that we need to book all the trains in advance because it's really difficult to find transportation in india like short notice but that's actually not true You are supposed to book the train in advance if you want like a good seat for like three AC or two AC bed for an overnight train. But it's also for a foreigner, it should be possible to buy a ticket at the train station with like a foreigner quota, I think. Or you can just book buses, night buses, which are usually more affordable and also very possible to book short notice yes and when you t take the night buses make sure that you get a, a bed for a long sleeper bus ride and bring a blanket or a sleeping bag uh, with you because they are usually very dirty very very <laughs> dirty and um, like not very nice <laughs> yeah also never book a bed at the very end of the bus because otherwise you will be flying around like us yeah one time we woke up we were nearly at the ceiling it was crazy so, and usually there are like two beds on the right side of the bus and um, one bed at the left. So when you're a single person, just book the bed at the left because otherwise you have to share the really, really tiny bed with another person you don't know. Yeah, I think that is, would be a bit awkward. But also for booking the buses or also the trains, we have the tip to use Yatri. This is an app because it's very difficult to book anything online with an international credit card. And there it works. Also, we wanted to talk about where we stayed, uh, our accommodation. And usually we uh, stayed in hostels. They're everywhere and quite affordable. So we always paid like between six and 12 euros a night, I would say. Yeah, it was really good. But like the prices, they don't say anything about the hygiene or how it looks <laughs> from the inside, really. We had like seven euros hostels and they were really, really good. And we had 12 years hostels and they were disgusting. Yeah, but generally, like, don't trust the hygiene in the hostels too much. Don't trust the sheets too much. They don't change them all the time. And whatever you do when you're in a hot area in India, book an AC room. The extra one or two years are really worth it. Yes, they, they saved us so many times. Yeah, and bring your own toilet paper. Yes, because, uh, yeah, we all always had our own <laughs> little role, um, still from Germany, and we carried it around. Actually, oh, we just stole some if we saw some. Sometimes we stole toilet paper, yeah, it sounds really silly, but yeah, you, you will not get bathrooms um, usually with toilet paper, so take yeah. one with you. And the must-have is flip-flops, 
because the floor is usually quite dirty and say goodbye to hot showers. Yes. Even I, if they say they have hot showers, they don't. Yeah. In India, I don't think we had a hot shower in one and a half months. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe because the, the water was hot from the sun or something. Yeah. But well, talking about the bad hygiene, we got sick a lot um, from food and also from the hygiene, I think. But um, food was really an issue for us. It was delicious and we didn't want to stop eating, but it was also a bit of a problem. So um, stay away from meat. That's me speaking as a vegetarian. <laughs> or just be very careful, right? Yeah, even as a non-vegetarian, <laughs> I support your statement. Yeah, and also be careful with the spices. Like, just say that, um, like, to make it not spicy, but usually they don't make it too spicy, I think, for foreigners, except for maybe if they, like, want to annoy you or something. Yeah, but usually if they see, oh, uh, you're not from India, they will ask you. Yeah, and we got some spices uh, or herbs for the stomach, and you just eat them. Like They also offer this sometimes at restaurants, and then you just eat it, like, after each meal and it really helped us with our stomach issues also in general um, regarding communication it's very easy to um, talk to the people in india most of them have uh, a decent english knowledge especially the younger generation yeah and um, yeah of course some older people they will not understand english they will only speak hindi or the local language because every um, region has their own um, local language Yeah, but don't worry, you will always find someone who can speak English and will be able to help you. So, um, yeah, we always ask around a lot and this was also, like, all, everyone was really friendly and helpful. Yeah, it's mostly usually the problem that they don't stop talking to you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but this is also another reason why we, we really felt um, safe in India. Um, because the people, as I just said, they're friendly they will support you however they can and it's okay to travel as a woman in india so don't feel afraid of that we met a lot of solo travelers who are women um, we both are women so we felt very safe as well yeah and i think like we especially have to emphasize this because so many people worry about this and i'm not saying there's nothing happened but our experiences were good and in india you're not really afraid that something gets stolen um but yeah that like People are not nice, I guess. Um, and even if sometimes men were a bit annoying and flirting too much, we never felt dangerous. Yeah, yes. but just be careful as you would be anytime you travel. When you travel, you will mostly meet Indian travelers. They also always wanted to give us tips um, on where to go. So at some point it was like a little bit annoying because we didn't have that much time. And like, of course, India is such a huge country. We can't travel everything, but we we did a lot in our one and a half month, I would say. so. Yeah. And also all the other travelers, like foreign travelers or foreign tourists that we met, and also some of the Indian tourists, they all took a similar route to us uh, and some we even saw again, which was nice. So yeah, it's good to meet other travelers. And also I really appreciated meeting a lot of Indian travelers and it felt more like We were visiting the country. So let's talk about the costs of our travel. So for transportation, for example, um, we usually spend like 20 euros for a night bus per person and um, Uber and tuk-tuks are very affordable to get around. So 
we like literally never had to walk with our backpacks for a long time because there was always a cheap tuk-tuk available. Yeah, and it makes more sense. Yes. And also, when you use a tuk-tuk, check the prices on Uber first because then you can negotiate better and they don't make the tourist prices too high. Yeah, in the end, we were really, really good at negotiating and bargaining, I would say. Especially Zarina. Always bargain. Usually they only use cash, so yeah, make sure that you have a credit card where you can get money from the bank accounts um, that are there. Yeah, also the bank accounts only give you big money and you can't use it and most people don't have change. So whenever you can make the money small and get like small uh, pieces of money. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Smaller money. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, and the food, usually we paid like three euros for a meal, um, I would say. Not more. And yeah, we never cooked here in India. I have to regretfully admit, I'm a little bit ashamed of that. But I don't know. Also, it was not possible because the hostels, they don't have kitchens. Yeah. So even if we wanted to, we had not the option to do that. Like usually you spend like five euros a day for food, I would say. If you like not eat in the very expensive restaurants. Yeah. We didn't do that. We didn't eat that. So it always depends on you, of course, but um, yeah. Alcohol, however, is very expensive, quite expensive, except for in Goa. Um, and in a lot of restaurants or like places, it's sold black. Or how do you say it? it's like under the... Yeah. So you just, but it's really common. So you can just ask if they sell beer and then you'll probably get a beer and drink the Kingfisher. Yeah, it was really good. A <laughs> little bit of advertisement here. <laughs> Yes, and as we are already talking about food, so we have a few recommendations for you on what you should try and that we really liked. Yes, what was your favorite? Like if you have to name one favorite food of India, what was it? I think the Gobi Manchurian. <laughs> yes, but we are not 100% sure if this is the right name. I hope so. At least something with Manchurian, and which with is Gobi. like a gravy sauce. And um, also the honey chili potato, they were... Oh, yeah, they were, they were really good. What about you? Um, I think mine is like butter paneer or something, even though it's really unhealthy. Or we saw this, like a lot of butter in there. And masala dosa. Try dosa. Yeah. Dosa, dosa is, is really good. You can eat it for breakfast. You can eat it for lunch. You can eat it any time of the day. And it's really good. And I really like the parata. It's like a little bit like naan bread, but better. In the south, it's especially good. Yeah. And chai tea. It's really cheap and you can drink it anywhere and it's really good. Yeah, it's really refreshing. Yeah, also you can just drink it on the street. It's usually, I think it should be fine. So um, we also noticed a few things about the Indian culture that we wanted to share with you. Um, so for example, everything is really loud all the time. Like you can't escape the noise. Even if you wanted to, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's during the night, during the day, every street, every corner, everywhere. Yeah, it's also like the cars, it's just like the traffic is really loud. Everyone is honking all the time. Also, people are like singing, listening to music loudly all the time. And people are always trying to sell you something. Yes, you can't escape them. But I think that also is the case in a lot of countries. And we had to take a lot of selfies, as we already um, shared with you guys. So, yeah, be prepared for that if you travel to India. But in general, people take a lot of photos I experienced. Like, even at religious things, one time, uh, we saw a puja and they were just taking photos the whole time, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, because, like, the people there are very religious. Everyone, like, 
doesn't matter if they're Hindi, if they're Muslims, if they're Catholic. It's a wide range of religions in India. And yeah, it was very moving to um, see some of that yeah. Yeah, and experience it as well. And last but not least, we have to say it again. We already talked about it. But India is compared to like what we know, very, very dirty. And yeah. it was a challenge, but like it's also an experience, I guess. Yeah, I would say in general, be prepared for chaos, for dirt, for a lot of people, but also um, a lot of bright, colorful experiences and a country that welcomes foreigners and yeah also is easy to travel yes i have one last question to our experience in india what was your favorite place i think i don't have one favorite place but i would name muna hampi and also jodhpur because i really enjoyed the rooftop bars yeah i think my favorites were uh, also muna hampi and jaisamir And now we come to our special guest because we also ask him uh, this uh, this question. And well, Elisa, do you want to tell us a little bit about him? Yes, we met him actually not in India, but on our next stop in Thailand. But he's also talking a bit about India. So here's our interview with Nolan. Do you want to introduce yourself shortly? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm Nolan from California. Um, I've been traveling now for about nine, ten months and uh, really excited to be on with you guys. It was nice nice to meet you here in Thailand. You travel alone? I do. I prefer to travel alone. Um, I meet way more people doing it that way. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of a good test of self-sufficiency, I think. How many countries have you traveled? Um, I should be approaching about 80 now. 80 countries. That's a lot. <laughs> Do you have like your favorite country? Um, I think my favorite countries are probably Argentina. I loved Japan, India, and maybe Namibia. And like, um, were there countries where you stayed for a longer period? Um, I would say the countries that I've stayed the longest in have probably been about like six weeks somewhere in there maybe like sometimes two months but usually i kind of move on after depends on how big the country is usually i move on after like a few weeks or something like that or if it's really small like israel then i don't know something like 10 days you know is there a place you didn't like um yeah but i always try to think that um sometimes your experiences are colored by Maybe you didn't meet the right people in the hostels, or maybe you didn't like, for example, I didn't enjoy Bolivia at all, but that was primarily due to the fact that I was sick nearly the entire time. So I can't actually firmly say that I dislike the country of Bolivia as a travel destination. It was more poor luck. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, because I was in Bolivia and I really liked it. Yeah, lots But, of people do. Yeah. Have you ever traveled together with someone else? Yes, my first backpacking trip, um, as it is for many Americans, was with friends to Europe. And we did have fun. And we went to like some cool sites and everything. But at the end, I kind of felt that I didn't get as much exposure to other people in the hostels as I would have if I wasn't traveling with them. Um, and so 
these days I prefer to travel alone. And then every once in a while on these longer trips, like a year, maybe every few months, some friends will come out to visit me for specific portions, maybe like one week or two weeks. So it's a nice shakeup to usual of traveling alone. And what is like the biggest challenge of traveling alone? Sometimes it can be like self-motivation. Sometimes I'm just like, I, sometimes I just wake up and really want to kind of not meet new people. I need a social battery recharge or I don't uh, have the motivation to do anything cool that day. And I think when you're with another person, usually you, you both don't just kind of like sit around and do nothing. You know, one person wants to do something. And so uh, sometimes I kind of have to like, when I'm tired, give myself that extra energy boost <laughs> but sometimes it's okay to just do not i think i would just sometimes like to do nothing yesterday we did nothing yesterday we went <laughs> to the beach <laughs> um do you have like a really good travel story that you would like to share with us one of my favorite travel stories i think recently in india um i met some people on the train um, some uh, Indians who were traveling uh, Rajasthan and I uh, just talked to them the whole train ride and afterwards as is common with like Indian people that I've met they you know were very nice wanted to keep hanging out um, and brought me along on this kind of adventure into the desert we saw a ghost town together and then went to a local village and just because they spoke Hindi There were so many things that we could do in the village that I don't think I would have been able to do by myself. Like they brought us to a local school. We met like local children. Some people in the tiny village in the desert invited us for chai and like sang us songs. And it was um, it was one of my more special kind of like moments where it was like I remembered why I love traveling um, and remembered to kind of always uh you know, keep an eye out for, for locals who can, who can really open more, more doors to you than uh, sometimes backpackers get on their own. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like if you meet up with locals or meet some locals and it's like always easier to like dig into the culture of the country than with other travelers. Yeah. But yeah. Was there like a point um, during your travels where you like felt sick of traveling? I don't think so. Well, I think there was one time I did a work away primarily because I was kind of burnt out and just needed a place to stay for like a month, you know, just one location. Um, and that really helped me to not only plan for the future, but kind of recharge. So I didn't, I don't know that I got sick of like being outside of my country. Um, Exactly, but I did feel tired of constantly moving around every handful of days, which is, is kind of more my, my norm, you know, hopping from one city to the next. So I did, I did a work away near a safari camp in, um, in South Africa for a month. Oh, and how was it? It was cool. There wasn't a ton to do in this tiny town, when I, um, but I got to drive the guests into the park and got, you know, some free safari rides which tend to be very expensive so it was it was an affordable way to to do that although um 
there were some in-between hours of, of doing nothing, certainly, but that's definitely what I needed at the time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. And are you like a person who gets homesick or like not at all? I've, I've really never experienced homesickness. I know that's, that can be a problem with some people, but it's, um, it usually isn't for me. There's definitely things that like I miss about California, but I just know it's always going to be there if or when I'm ready to move back. So I miss, miss some of the comforts at home, of course, sometimes sleeping in a hostel, but not, uh, not necessarily the day-to-day -day life or corporate grind that I was experiencing beforehand. Yes, thank you very much for sharing all of this with us. Any last <laughs> words for this podcast? Oh no, but I, I, I will say it was um, it's really really nice to meet you guys and uh, and share share a little bit of travel together. I always really appreciate being brought into a small little group, even if it's just for a for a shorter term travel together. So thank you guys. Yes, it was really nice meeting you. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Um, we will make sure to find some other travelers to talk to in the future. And yeah, next season is going to start soon. We will head to Thailand and uh, start our new season in Southeast Asia. So I hope we're going to see you there. Bye. Bye.